Yeah. Yeah. Still trying to find that sweet spot in the mic. God, you know I don't. God damn it. Come on, Jill. When I use my uh. mind, I win the race. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, let me take these mic off my ears. I kind of don't like to hear it while I'm talking. Um. Yes. Well, well welcome back. This is Mill Speaks. Um, I'm Mills the Virgo. It's been quite some time since I've recorded. I want to say it's been about two months. Maybe. I don't think I recorded in April at all. Um, crazy month. Crazy month. Um, well, um, it is May 15th, the smack dab in the middle of May. Here we are. Um, we are in strange times right now. I haven't addressed this via podcast yet because we didn't have this issue when I last recorded but i mean we've been going through this pandemic um for the past two months or so roughly and um some believe even long before then but we just didn't know but you know uh, the entertainment world has done a really good job of entertaining us while we're in a situation where we can't go out of our house or hang out with friends or family or whatever you know um so, uh, Swiss Beats, uh, producer extraordinaire, Swiss Beats, and, and legendary producer extraordinaire, uh, Timbaland, came together and they, they formed this, uh, this, uh, this battle. And first it was just them doing beat battles. I, I remember they used to just do beat battles. All right, let's get up on your live. You know, we'll go back and forth, play some songs. Cool, cool, cool. Everything's good. He did it um, against, so Swiss and Timbaland did one, I think, um, uh, Just Blaze did one with, with Swiss, you know, just some of the greatest uh, producers, especially of the 90s and uh, early 2000s, you know, depending on your age. And so they moved this over to more artists and uh, it went from producer to producer to songwriting, you know, songwriters to just songs, vibes, everything. And um, this uh, latest installment this past weekend on May the 9th um, was Jill Scott versus Erica Badu, um, which was fantastic. Um, so obviously, you guys, um, if you've listened to the podcast more than more than one time, right? You guys know that I love Jill Scott tremendously, um, wholeheartedly, um, ridiculously. I always have. I probably always will. I recently had an opportunity to see Jill Scott live back in September that was the best experience her and Ari Lennox together it was fantastic um the voice is unmatched the voice is amazing there's not much more to say about it I mean Jill Scott's the fucking best um her album who is Jill Scott um uh, changed my life 20 years ago um and uh she she actually well it wasn't quite 20 years either because I think we we did the math on that because she was doing this year she was doing a tour for the first album it was a 20 year anniversary but it was really like 17 or 18 years but i think probably 20 from when she started working on it and um that was canceled of course because of the coronavirus the pandemic here that we have but uh that was supposed to be uh, march the 21st of this year and um it, right here in my city 
and I didn't have tickets, which is okay because obviously it got canceled, but it wouldn't have been okay if nothing was wrong and the concert came on and I didn't have tickets and I was going to be devastated. So, <laughs> the fact that Jill has participated in Versus, which is what this call this is called, um, it's called Versus, V-E-R-Z-U-Z, okay, because it's hip-hop, right? So, um, but when I found out that she was going to be involved in it, um, I was all in. And of course, and it was against Erica Badu, who was another huge favorite of mine. Like, like I don't have, this was not an easy one to call. So we didn't, right? We didn't call this one. We just enjoyed the vibe. You know, a lot of people had their wine. A lot of people had their weed. A lot of people had their boo. A lot of people had their, um, you know, whatever. Yo, I, I personally, I had my laptop going. My, my tab had the, the thing going. I was texting with friends and chatting with friends on my phone. I had a little wine going, a little, little liquor, some other libations, okay? You know what I mean? Jill knows. So, I, you know, I had a good time with it. And, um, shit, by 30 minutes in, it, it, it was. I think it was even after the first two songs because they started with the same song, but Jill did a live version of the song, not the live version that you're hearing in the background here. This is a totally different version. And just to be clear, just as a side, You Got Me is probably one of the best hip hop songs ever created. And it's because so many people have rapped Eve's part. So many people have sang Erica Jill's part. Um, When I was, I went to see The Roots back in 2003, if I'm not mistaken, maybe it was two. Um, We went and, uh, it was uh, The Roots and Flowetry was on the tour together. And Marsha Ambrosius came out and sang the part. And then, you know, the, the, the flow assist came out and did the Eve part. Like, it was so dope. So it, you, you can't fuck up You Got Me. You can only improve upon it. And it was already fantastic at the very jump. You know what I mean? So that's just a, that's just a nice little aside. So the fact that they both started out with that song was, like, legendary to me. Um, but I'm getting ahead of myself, so let's talk about verses. Let's talk about verses. So verses is the song uh, competition. Okay, you could be a rapper song against song, hit against hit. It could be songwriters, you know, song against song, hit against hit. Um, it could be um, just vibes like Jill Scott and Erica Badu. I'll explain that in a minute. I'll tell you how many we've had so far uh, for verses. We've already had about, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I think we've had about seven of them already. Uh, I'm going to try to go to like the little verses page because they actually have one on title. Okay, cool. So two, four, six, eight, nine okay they've already done nine of these verses but the we've only been paying attention to them for like the past like i don't know month and a half because everybody's been home not paying attention and it wasn't promoted like that it wasn't like oh it's gonna be dope you know what i'm saying nah it wasn't until after the neo and jonte austin one so let me not again get ahead of myself let's go to the very first one like i told you the swiss beats and timberland they did theirs first um so you have this playlist is bananas because this is the way they played the song so but this playlist is bananas like if you look at it they have songs and tons of songs it's like one person would go to this rapper bam i got you 
Okay, well, what about this rapper? Bam, I got you. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so what about this guy? Bam, I got you. You know, so it was just so dope. And so this this playlist in particular is very dope. Like, very, very dope. Um, so that was the first one. The second one was um, uh, Boy Wonder and Hit Boy. Now, I'm going to tell you right now that you might not know those names, but you know their songs. You know the songs that they produced. All of these songs are are fantastic all of these songs so i'll give you some examples i don't know who started first so we'll just go with uh push a t my god um forever forever which was the drake kanye lil wayne eminem song 100 and 50, uh, nipsey hustle the deja vu song with uh j cole rihanna's woo rihanna's work featuring drake sorry beyonce uh, back to sleep chris brown um okay sex with me uh rihanna um Let's see, best I ever had, EXO, Controla, um, Feeling Myself, uh, I Am Your Leader, Up All Night, um, No Limit, okay? Um, Listen, I'm telling you right now, these songs are amazing. Be careful. The WOW remix, Win, Win, Um, Jay-Z, Beyonce's Friends, Um, Flawless, the Flawless remix was produced by one of these fellas. Trying to go through all of these things. Not Afraid was produced by one of these guys. Um, Click. Kanye, Jay-Z, Big Sean, Click. Um, So lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of songs, honestly. Um, Meek Mill's got a song called 100 Summers, was produced by one of them. Um, So that's, that's, that's what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I mean. Um... We don't know these people, but we know their songs for sure. So that was the second one. That one wasn't all that publicized, and I don't think we have a date on any of these. I don't think, yeah. I don't have a date on any of these. Um, so let me go back. Um, the next one after that was um, the Dream featuring or, uh, versus Sean Garrett. This was the first one that I actually tuned into. And this one, I think, was the first one of, like, the beginning of the the pandemic and the stay-at-home orders and all that stuff. And this one was cool. I mean, I'm not partial to the dream at all, but then Sean Garrett was a complete disaster, right? But the cool thing about this was they have lots of songs that they wrote for Jay-Z and Beyonce. A lot of these songs are fantastic. A lot of these songs um, are great. I'm going to go to the next one because, see, the next one is Neo versus Jonte Austin. So the cool thing about the verses was that first one that I that I tuned into, so the Dream versus Sean Garrett, um, songwriters, they, they were really rude to each other. Well, I won't say that. Sean Garrett was extremely rude to, um, to the Dream, and um, he seemed to have drank a little too much, smoked a little too much. He was completely out of it. He could have won, probably, if he just did better. I think the dream won by default. Uh, you know what I mean? Um, so that one was kind of whack. Um, but the Neo and Jonte Austin one was so good. It was so good because they not only did they have respect for one another, but the songs that they have both written are amazing. You would be surprised. So if you have some sort of streaming service, I would recommend you go and try to take a look at all of the playlists that were created after the uh, the Versus performances. Um, so then after the Versus for Neo and Jonte Austin, then we had Producer Against Producer, which was Manny Fresh versus Scott Storch. 
Now, Scott Storch is one of my favorite producers that's like a keyboard guy. He's a keys guy, you know. He's one of those guys that sits at a keyboard and can make a dope beat that way and blah, 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 and then that's it. You know, he doesn't really use too much other music, too many other things. He's, you know, he's a good guy. I like him. Um, Manny Fresh is a totally different producer. I didn't think that Manny Fresh had a chance against Scott Storch, but I do think that given his catalog, he could have played it better. I could have beat Scott Storch with Manny Fresh's catalog. Manny Fresh just didn't know what he was doing when, as it pertained to putting it together. I don't think people were preparing. The way that they have for it right now, like from the beginning to now, like, and I can honestly say that was like two months ago, roughly. In a two-month span, motherfuckers take this shit way serious, okay? <clears throat> so then you get to the fun shit. You got T-Pain versus Lil Jon. This was a great battle. Fantastic. Lil Jon had more songs than I think any of us were willing to admit that we remembered. Uh, willing to admit that we forgot. We Lil Jon got cataloged. And Lil Jon actually, um, he actually debuted a song called Sex, Sex Beat that was featuring Usher and Ludacris. It was like a Lovers and Friends Part 2, kind of. And it was so fire. And so... Lil John was just like, well, we ain't never let it out because Usher didn't do this. So Usher must have been, he must have felt like the, the stress of it, right? And so they went ahead and released that song. So I've listened to it today just, you know, on a whim, listening to some ludicrous stuff. Because that's the next one after Jill Scott and Erica Badu. They're going to come back with Ludacris versus Nelly. But, again, getting ahead of myself. So, um... I enjoyed the T-Pain versus Lil Wayne. I mean, Lil John. Uh, obviously, Lil John won, but T-Pain did good. He did a really good job. The next one was DJ Premier versus the RZA. This one was for the hip-hop heads. If, if, if you guys understand what I mean about the Jill Scott and Erica Badu one being for the soul sisters and brothers, being for the, the neo-soul group, the group that listened to the entire album and know it from cover to cover and don't care about the singles because our artist wasn't going to get on the radio no way because it's too real and too dope. Like, that, that's what this RZA versus DJ Premier was for hip-hop. Like, this was the real deal. Like, I had a great time. I was really fucking... Listen, the RZA obviously produced all the Wu-Tang stuff, so you knew you was going to hear all the Wu-Tang, Method Man stuff, stuff like that. But then there was other things that he produced that, you know, you just kind of forgot. Like, dang, the RZA did do the soundtrack for Kill Bill. He did do, you know what I'm saying? Certain things. So, um... So, yeah. It was just really cool. Um, DJ Premier did a lot of stuff, too. His, I think his most popular and most, like, um like um, mainstream song that he played that night was Ain't No Other Man with Christina Aguilera which was a pretty dope song man it was a really dope song the way it was produced and everything um, but yeah this yeah this this battle belonged to the RZA um, I think DJ Premier was just happy to be in the mix I mean he's legendary by himself but that shit belonged to the RZA all day that shit belonged to the RZA before the shit started alright so the next one it was a legendary one. It's a fantastic one. This one is Babyface versus Teddy Riley. Which, okay, so if you're an 80s baby and you grew up in the 80s and 90s, you see what I'm saying? Like, every song that was played on the soundtrack is magic. Every single one is magic. Like, you remember it, you rapped it, you sang it, you did all of these things. Um, Babyface... A lot of people just were going to give it to Babyface. Oh, Babyface, hands down, right? But I don't 
know about that because Teddy Riley wrote songs and produced songs like, um, like, um, sorry, I was trying to get to the ones that I really, really loved, like all of the ones that, um, like a boy band, boy bands, you know, sang like um, the Bobby Browns and the um, BBDs and like, um, who's my group, man? High Five, you know what I'm saying? All of those groups, like Teddy Riley, um, don't forget about Guy, Aaron Aaron Hall. You see what I'm saying? Like, like he did a lot of great songs, but I can honestly say, I can honestly say that when you look at these songs, <laughs> yeah. Babyface had his ass, but he he had some shit with him too, and it's like little things that I didn't like. Like um, this started two different times. The first time we had major technical issues. Second time things were better and we got going and we was really in it. So what I didn't appreciate was the first time around they played the two songs that they played initially. Then uh, Babyface goes into a Bobby Brown "Don't Be Cruel." Now. If you've never listened to the Don't Be Cruel album before, I would suggest it. That's number one. Number two, the music still sounds really fucking amazing. Like that music, the Keith Sweat album, Make It Last Forever album, the very first one, that shit still sounds so good. Like because those producers were so fucking great. Terry Jam, um, uh, Terry Lewis and Jimmy Jam. You got um, Teddy Riley, Babyface and, and L.A. Reid. You know, um, Andre Harrell, who just passed, rest in peace. You know, all of these guys. They were some phenomenal producers. You see what I'm saying? So, oh man, a lot of these songs bring back a lot of memories. And so, um, Babyface really did a, a good job with this. Teddy Riley did a great job as well. These songs are great. These songs are great. Um, I think the song that was the, the shock for Teddy Riley was the show with Slick Rick and Dougie Fresh from back in the day. Yeah. He produced that when he was, what, 17 years old or in high school? I think he said 16 or 17 years old. So that was the surprise of the, you know, of the entire thing, I think. Um, and then there was so many other songs. The Michael, I think what Teddy Riley would got, what brought him up over Babyface for me was all of his Michael Jackson shit. That in the closet didn't sound anything like any of the other songs from Teddy Riley. And you know a Teddy Riley song when you hear it. You know what I'm saying? So that In the Closet was something different. I was like, come on, Mike. And then there was Remember the Time. Um, there was Jam. You know what I'm saying? There was um, Who Is It? Dangerous. Like, the whole Dangerous album was Teddy Riley saying, here's my dick. I put it on the table. It's big. You like it? touch it you know what i mean like because it was so so next level and i remember when i was a kid my uncle said they're not even ready for this album he, he was talking about the dangerous album and just people in general he's like they're not even ready for this one. you know what I'm saying? because and they really weren't they really weren't okay so but teddy riley on point on point on point so then that brings us of course to may 9th jill scott versus erica badu I didn't know how to feel about it initially because I was like, well, you know, neither one of these these ladies have 20 hits. And that was the whole thing. Swiss Beats and them were just like, if you have to have 20 hits to even talk to us, right? But neither one of them have like 20 hit hits. What they have is um, music, a catalog, like real shit. Like they don't just have a bunch of songs. 
They have movements, they have moments, they have energies, they have real shit. You see what I'm saying? So, let's get going on it. I spent about 20 minutes amping this shit up, right? So, uh, Erica Badu, like I said, Erica Badu and Jill Scott started with You Got Me. Okay? Um, Erica Badu did the original album version, which was great. It had her on it. Original. We all loved it. We all saw it. The video was crazy because I think everybody was like dying in the video or something crazy like that. And then um, Jill Scott came and played the live version. Um, so this live version in particular is when she was in Philly, North Philly, I'm sure. And um, she basically had to sing the, she had to sing it herself because Erica Badu was not there. And she said she was terrified. She didn't think she'd be able to do it. You know, so it's amazing how stories start. You know what I mean? How a story starts. So they um, they did those. And when it was playing, a friend of mine was like, I'm mad. Why they did this, right? And I was sitting there like, Jill really fucked Erica up with this one. Because, see, Erica played the song that was written by Jill and sang by her. And as a, like, okay, this is, you know, for us, right? Jill said, I see you one and I'll raise you a million because what I have is a whole second part of the song after we finish You Got Me. I got a song in here where I actually spell out my name and it's my introduction to the world. And um, so, yeah. So, yeah, that's the Erica Badu was not ready for that. She wasn't ready for that. She wasn't ready. Yeah, she was trying to offer like an olive branch here, but she said, F your branch. This is a battle, right? But this is an actual interlude on Jill Scott. The part that I'm telling you about is a part that actually is an interlude on her album. That's the part that kills me. So I didn't even realize that until one day I was listening to the live version of You Got Me. And then it kept playing. It kept playing. And then I heard it. I was like, oh. I said, well, wait a damn minute. I said, oh, that's where she got that from. So this is this is the interlude part. That Erica Badu let her do. Alright, kill it. Alright. So I mean as 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 battles go, right? That was an early punch in the face. It wasn't no haymaker or nothing. It just was an early right hook because it's like, damn, really? I thought we was going to be friendly about this shit. And then you come through with a whole second part of the song and you're spelling your name out. And then it's just like you um, representing and doing all of this shit, you know? So, of course, um, we move on past that uh, for round two. Erica Badu came in with On and On. And Jill Scott came in with Getting in the Way. This was both ladies' first singles. And for me, I, I said that there wasn't going to be much anybody could do with On and On. And that's the case. Even though getting in the way sounds really fucking good. It's a good goddamn. It's really fucking good. Like, I love getting in the way. Jill Scott's voice is so, so crisp. You know what I mean? Like, it, it sounds like cold water when you're hot. You know what I mean? So, um, especially on that song. So, um... But Erica gets that on and on over getting in the way. Um, Didn't you know was the next song that Erica Badu did versus Jill Scott's Rolling Hills. And okay, so like I said, 
this is a vibe for vibe out um battle this wasn't rolling hills wasn't a single that was released you see rolling hills was one of those songs that was tucked in the way back of the um album the way back of the album you know what i'm saying so rolling hills is a fantastic song basically talking about how women need to respect themselves their bodies you know the lyrics are literally you know there's you know there's value in those rolling hills you see what i'm saying you're a prized possession and not everybody's worthy so that is what rolling hills is talking about love it she does have a um a course for the men as well you know what i'm saying because they're important too and i don't think men get get told that enough honestly but that's not what this uh this shit here is about so um so for me didn't you know is still fantastic but rolling hills had that content like both songs were so dope billboard actually gave this a draw and at first i was like nah no fucking draw jill got that but this might just be a draw it might just be these might be songs that you literally can't con- you know, like compare you know what i'm saying like these ne- like this literally like the next two songs back in the day by erica badu and slowly surely so slowly surely is also a deep cut off joe scott's very first album it's a song that it sounds very sa- like melancholy it's very uh, slow it's kind of sad um it's a song that i i used through a heartache and heartbreak so it's near and de- near and dear to my heart but um it does not compare to a back in the day because back in the day is literally talking about going to the um party with your family a family reunion or something and leaving out with your with your cousins and smoking some weed and coming back and tearing up the food at the party you know what i'm saying just chilling you know what i'm saying like things used to do back in the day so um there's no real comparison there but for me this would have to be back in the day wins over slowly surely because back in the day is so epic like it's it's um it's like your quintessential um family reunion cookout song like i would play this if i were dj at a family function i'd play that song no question and it would be like everybody be like oh shit that's it you know what i mean so um so that's how i feel about that but slowly surely is a great song um jill scott went through a lot of emotions on this album so this was on that other side of love right where you've been broken up with or you found out that your lover was not true you know and now you're trying to pick the pieces up you're past the angry part you know you're past the bitter part you're just at the part now where you just have to keep on pushing you know so it's a good song it's a great song actually it's just not for for that it's not a good battle song um erica badu wins the next um the next round as well um she played other side of the game which is her second single off of her first album um it featured a very young andre 3000 a very pregnant erica badu they were very much together and very much pregnant with seven who is now about 18 or 19 maybe even 20 years old um so we are old we're old okay um but no um that's the song that's the song where she's talking about her man being a drug dealer and staying and living the life with him and she doesn't know if she you know feels you know good about that or not you know it's a really good like uh story of being in a bit of a you know a situation 
right? Because nobody has perfect relationships. Everybody's got some things that, you know, would be deal breakers for others, right? So that's what that song's about. Um, and then Jill Scott has a song called Calls, um, and it's um, featuring uh, it's featuring Robert Glasper. I believe it's on, uh, just on his album. He probably produced it, and then she sang it. And it's a beautiful song. I mean, it's fantastic. It's one of those neo-soul vibes, like, truly, like, it's, it's the type of song that you think of when you think neo-soul. You know what I mean? Um, it's a fantastic song, but it, I think it lost out to Erica Badu simply because um, nobody knew that song unless you had heard Robert Glasper's album, right? Um, so it's fine. Um, Apple Tree is next for Erica Badu, and then Jill Scott countered with Whenever You're Around. Whenever You're Around wins. This is one of those um, songs where, like, um, you know, the thing about this song is, is the lyrics are so intense. Like she literally is saying that she is jolly and happy with literally everybody. She's got a happy life, but when you're around, she's miserable, bruh. You know what I'm saying? She says she got a fire, but she is cold as ice when you are around. It's like, goddamn, I'm lonely anytime you're around. So how about you just stay from around me, and then I'll be, you know, happy. That's unfortunate, but that song is great. Apple Tree is a good song too. It's got a lot of good gems in it from Granny. Um, but I, that song wins out for me. Um, Times of Wasting and Can't Wait. Because I didn't care for either one of these songs. I mean, Times of Wasting is a good song. And the Can't Wait song is fine. But they, they cancel each other out for me. So that was a draw. Um, the next one. next The next round. Clever versus Watching Me. Clever is a fucking phenomenal song. It sounds good. It just sounds amazing. That's it. It just sounds great. Like, sweet. I tell you, I show you what I mean. I show you what I mean. Uh. So my thing is, and it's not just the lyrics, it's not just her voice, the music itself is sweet, it sounds great, it's a perfectly mixed song, it's uh, featuring Mr. Roy Ayers, um, a phenomenal f- uh, musician, um, it's fantastic, fantastic. Watching Me is a song where she's talking about the government watching us, literally, and it, the song, the lyrics are still extremely relevant right now here today, because this a song was on an album that came out in 2000. It's 20 years later. We still got the same concerns about these niggas watching us. You know what I'm saying? Um, so it's really good. It's a good song. I really enjoy it. The um, the lyrics are dope. Um, it's like a poem. It's like a poem set to music type deal. So it's not even like a true song song. You know. Um, so it's got like a really nice thing going. Um. Oh, I forgot to say on that Rolling Hills because you can actually watch this on YouTube, the full out um, battle. But when they do Rolling Hills, Jill sings a little bit of it. And at the end, there's like a little scat and it ends the the verse. And when she did it, Erica Badu was like, you ain't even fair. And I was like, it's it's not fair half the time. It's not fair. But, you know, this is life. All right. Next round. Erica Badu Danger versus Jill Scott's Fool's Gold. So Danger was the first, I think, single off of the third album. That album was called Worldwide Underground. 
that album was fantastic too i talk a lot about mama's gun for erica badu but worldwide underground was next level like i don't know what they were doing musically in the studio but it just sounded really good they had this frequency thing going frequency i don't know if you guys listen to that and remember that but that was through several songs and all of the music sounded really good like i was like damn this is a vibe that i really could deal with like forever like i remember that i was like in my sophomore year if i'm not mistaken at college university of south carolina when that one came out so yeah i really enjoyed that tremendously um danger is like a pickup or a part two from other side of the game the song where she's talking about how her band sells drugs and does all these things and you know well danger is like that exciting part of that like oh this is what's going on the cops might bust in at any minute we got to flush the shit we gotta get out of here you know that kind of danger's dope danger's dope it's got um it's a very big song very big song and i think that's why i really loved it from jump fool's gold was cool it was the first single off of um jill scott's last album woman i didn't listen to woman so uh, she's my favorite i love her but no i didn't listen to that last album i was not in a space where i was like yeah i need that jill scott in my life you know what i mean i was not in that space at all so i think a lot of music does depend on where you are in your life you know i was in a place where i couldn't or didn't want to allow music to to help me through like it had in the past i mean i got out of it but that's just where i was during the time when this album came out so you know there's that um all right now the next round is very 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 tricky because you've got um classic next lifetime erica badu which is magic it's magic okay her voice alone i think we say a lot about erica badu you know we say a lot about her music and her live shows and the pussy incense and all of these things but you know her voice was so unique and not just unique to our ear, but unique with the music. Like the music could have used a softer, less abrasive, you know, voice, especially on, you know, Next Lifetime. But, you know, it worked. It worked because it was authentically her. So, um, but Next Lifetime is classic. But you've got, it, Jill Scott came with a song called Honey Molasses. And I'm just gonna let you know right now, Honey Molasses beats just about everything, honestly. Honey Molasses is a song, and it's also a, um, a free-form poem set to music, where she's literally just talking about, where are you? Where are you? I waited for you to call. You did not call me. I wondered what happened. Were you inside a safe space? And two, I wondered. You know, were you thinking about me? If you were thinking about me, why am I feeling so lonely? You see what I'm saying? Like, it's one of those things, and... Um, it's just fantastic the music is so sweet the music is dope it's got a nice um, beat to it and um, it's very quick it's very quick and you'll notice that Jill Scott's best songs are the like the shortest songs on earth see Crown Royal we're not there yet all right so uh, after that after that there was a, a round where they did songs that we hadn't heard. So Erica Badu played a song called Today. And then Jill Scott played a call, a song called Jahareme Kofsola. Sure. This is a song that she had dedicated to God. So I don't know what the... 
she explained it and so if you you want to know why she named it that you know check that out but i i, I can't give you that right now because i didn't care um I, it was for god and that's it you could have just said it's for god and then i'd have left it alone okay um um the next round though was i want you erica badu against jill scott's love rain love rain the original song is fantastic but what she did was she played the remix that featured most def aka yasin bay and so um as I look at the next four songs, so they said, I Want You, Jill Scott's Love Rain, then Erica Badu's Love of My Life, then Jill Scott's So In Love. So here's the deal. She should have played So In Love against I Want You. So In Love beats that. So In Love beats everything. I Want You, though, is a, fa- is a fantastic song. And again, it came off that third album, Worldwide Underground, that also, again, had that different music. They had a different vibe they were going on. That song starts off totally different than the way it ends. You wouldn't even believe. Actually, it ends the same way that it starts, honestly. But that middle part, ooh, shit. Okay. Um, Love Rain is good. Like I said, I would have appreciated the original version over the remix that had most F on it. But that's all right. Whatever. Um, next round, I give that round to Erica Badu for I Want You. Um, next round, Love of My Life, an ode to hip hop, which was Erica Badu featuring Common. Um, Jill Scott really killed her with this one. She brought So In Love featuring Anthony Hamilton. And I'm sorry. That song sounds like Sugar Water. That sounds like... It sounds like um, Summer. It sounds like Love. You know what I mean? And it's very hard to beat that. So, you can't. There you go. So then, I call what Jill Scott did at this point was she masterfully took um, Erica Badu apart at this point. She, once So In Love played, this is when shit took it to the, she took it to the next level. She said, all right, every song is going to be a fucking haymaker. Erica Badu responded, but it wasn't, I don't think she understood what was happening to her. And then the reason I know that is because I didn't understand what was happening to her until I looked at the goddamn playlist. And I said, well, goddamn, Jill killed her the last fucking eight songs of the damn shit. All right. So, someone love is dope. The next round, The Healer up against Crown Royal. Now, Crown Royal is a, let's see, one minute and 44 second song. Okay. One minute and 44 seconds. One minute. This is Jill Scott's sexiest, dopest. Um, I I love it. It's, everybody loves this song. Um, I, I read an article after Versus aired. You know, all of the different songs and albums kind of got an uptick for streaming and stuff. But Crown Royal had a 600% up tick in streaming 600 percent the song's amazing i fucking love it and i started to use it as my background but it's a minute 44 and then nobody got time for all they copied and pasted and shit editing right <laughs> but this song beats everything so i'm not sure why um she played the healer but just got came for her neck with crown royal then erica badu said all right well i'll do honey 
And Jill Scott said, I do a fucking long walk. And then Erica Badu said, okay, then I'll do bag lady. Okay. Jill Scott said, I'll do blessed. Now, blessed is not a deep cut. It's the first song off of Jill Scott's Light of the Sun album. And it is a song that I listened to on a daily basis when I was going through. Because it is a nice, it's not a gospel song, but it's not a secular song either. It's a song that's basically talking about how life is and how you have to appreciate what you got going on. You know, I know I'm blessed. Being able to wake up every morning, I'm blessed. Being able to do this, doing that, see these people, see that, go here, I'm blessed. It's a fantastic song. So while from a commercial standpoint, Erica Badu would win that bag lady versus blessed, because, I mean, Bag Lady is actually spitting some some really good jewelry in there. Like, Bag Lady is really schooling you on some shit. Like, and it took me several years before I realized what she was talking about in the song. And I was like, damn, that's a deep-ass fucking song. You know what I'm saying? So, um, so, so when she hit her with Blessed, Erica Badu said, all right, I got you. I got you, bitch. I got you. She hit her with window seat. And now I said, ooh, Jill, that's a that's a stomach punch, like a gut punch. Ugh. You know what I'm saying? And um, I said, wow, what you going to do? And Jill Scott came back with The Way. And The Way, I'll tell the story. Uh, a good Judy of mine um, had seen the, the memes prior to the show. And there was a meme going around about when... Everybody, you know, collectively is going to scream grits and it's going to be a magical experience, right? She did not know about the grits situation. I told her, I said, it's song. She is talking about how she got in the fuck up. She's happy as shit. She done got up. She done brushed her fucking teeth. She done washed her face. She going to cook some breakfast. She going to cook all of this shit. And one last thing, grits. Okay. My God grits i have become the best cook of grits over the past like several uh weeks um but that's another issue for another day i'll i'll touch on that on the next episode of mill speaks um um so when she hit the way um she kind of killed that so then the next song was tyrone so that was a huge uppercut like erica Badu was like okay bitch i'm tired of playing with you you know so she came through with the live version of tyrone which is still very very awesome um, then Jill Scott came through with He Loves Me. And not just the regular one, but the live version of He Loves Me. Oof. Jesus. Okay. Erica Badu closed out her set by, by playing Green Eyes. Green Eyes is the very last song on her Mama's Gun album. It's one of those tracks that is three different songs in one. She has done this on that album. She has done this on the um, New America Part 2 the song the album that has window seat on it um that also has a track at the end that has three different songs which are fantastic um so she ended with that um those of you who listen to the rhapsody album the maya song that sample comes from the green eyes the second song in the green eyes trilogy song so it's pretty dope and then jill scott played uh cross my mind at the very end and the reason she did that was because Andre Harrell, um, he had just passed away like a day or two ahead of, ahead of the, um, the thing. Um, apparently, he was talking with someone and, and he was looking forward to this um, 
battle and he was looking forward to that song in particular so she allowed that to be the last song that she played and it was so cool man so so long story short okay this shit was amazing i it was the best time that i had on the internet in a very 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 long time um best verses to date um uh, best energy because it was all love between the two of them they told stories about you know how songs became songs and you know how they met each other and erica badu constantly thanked jill scott for writing you got me um jill constantly thanked her for singing you got me you know what i'm saying like it's a lot so um it was just a really great vibe and it was just a really awesome time and the awesome thing about this whole situation is the views and the amount of um energy it got so to give you an idea um, teddy riley and babyface had the highest attendance of verses and i think they got up to close to five hundred thousand. before 30 minutes with we were 30 minutes in on jill scott's and when i actually joined in on jill scott's just something after seven we were already up to 600,000 and and no nothing was happening nobody was which was perfect for me because I was over here getting stuff together you know getting my stuff you know handled up you know what I'm saying making drinks you know what I'm saying moving my shit around you know what I'm saying you know I was doing stuff all right and also I did do a video and I was like those of you who never been to a soul concert or concerts in general this is normal shit here we waiting on Erica we waiting and we gonna keep waiting it's gonna it's all good it's all good you know, so, um, so yeah, um, so it was already up to 600,000 when I signed in, I think the peak was 750,000, which was massive, um, we, uh, we were then told that overall 6.7 million people tuned in, 6.7 million people tuned in to the verses, amazing shit, um, they were saying that Erica Badu's music, and Joe Scott's music had a huge up, uptick in stream in streams. So the the situation is is that now their albums are back on Billboard, you know, top 100 because of the streams, you know. So I just think that that's amazing. 20 years later, 10 years later, your shit's back on the billboards because of this awesome situation where you literally just sat down and played your music. That's all you did. It's like the Super Bowl for for artists. It's like the Super Bowl, just because artists, you know, who perform at the Super Bowl, they see tremendous upticks in their streaming, their album purchases, single purchases, all of these things, you know, because of the exposure. People, we are a prisoner of the moment. So, um, you know, people immediately got out of that live and started playing that music or people immediately, you know, the next couple of days, they played the playlist that's on Tidal or that's on Spotify or that's on Apple Music, you know what I'm saying? And all of those songs that are on this playlist probably have huge upticks. But again, Crown Royal, 600% up. Crown Royal. Do yourself a favor. Do yourself a favor. Shit, that crown roll is everything. Everything. She did do a live version of it. Um, she she released a um, she released a live album, live in Paris album many years ago, and it was close to when she was gonna release the next new album. And she performed like five songs from it, or maybe maybe not even five. She did hate on me. She did, uh, of course, Crown Royal. 
and I can't remember anything else she did. Right? But I remember her doing Hate On Me. I remember the video for Hate On Me. I love it. It's one of my favorites. She looks beautiful in it. I, I love Jill. I love Jill. I've always had um, certain artists that I held as my own and loved. Aaliyah was one. Brandy Monica were close, but not quite like Aaliyah. But Jill Scott was that one that I grasped to and I held on to throughout the entire situation. Um, so I love that she's become super famous. She's acting. I love all of that shit because she deserved that shit. Shit, she been grinding for a very long ass time, man. Shit. And on the on the verses, she said to Erica Badu, she was like, "Yeah, this is the longest that I've been home in 20 years. 20 years." I said, "Oh my god." Okay, Erica Badu said, "Yeah, me too." Fuck, y'all niggas ain't rage y'all kids, Ugh. right? So, um, yeah, man, it's just crazy. So I just, I'm totally, totally grateful and thankful for that experience the other night. That was the best shit ever. Um, I've enjoyed, I've, I've indulged and enjoyed this playlist um, over at least two or three times since last week's, you know, verses. Like I mentioned, though, earlier this week, so, so Saturday, tomorrow at 7 p.m., they're going to do um, versus, um, it's going to be, what would I say, Nelly versus Ludacris? And so I pulled up Ludacris's stuff earlier today. I was cooking breakfast, and I said, well, let me just pull up some Ludacris, you know, just to see, you know, if he got some some, some swings in this fight. Because, you know, Nelly has has a um, catalog as well, but... No, just, let me just check out my man Luda first. Now, Luda's going to be just fine. He's going to be just fine. I'm trying to understand what is Nelly going to do when um, he drops My Chick Bad. What's Nelly going to do when What's Your Fantasy comes on? What is Nelly really going to do, dog, when Southern Hospitality featuring or uh, produced by Pharrell? What are you going to do with that? I just listened to that today, and I got so amped up. I was like, oh, shit, Cadillac Grills. You know what I'm saying? I love Luda. I love Luda. So I just I just don't know. I just don't think that it's going to be a situation where they're going to be able to, um, you know, kill this. On top of the world, man, with with T.I. and, and B.O.B., um, there's that pimping all over the world. You know, it's a lot of songs, man. I need Ludacris to play ho. Use a ho. Ho! No? That's a hood favorite. That and um, Get Back. That, Get Back, and Move, bitch. Yeah. Those are hood favorites right there. Okay? Um... And then we'll do the same thing really quick for Nelly because, you know, I only have a few songs I really want to hear from Nelly. He's going to be, for me, they're going to have to make this a situation because I'm not really going to care about Nelly, right? But, you know, I ain't going to hate and I'm not going to lie. He got cataloged. He got cataloged between Air Force Ones and Over and Over with Tim McGraw and Country Grammar, of course, Dilemma with Kelly Rowland, Hot and Her, Grills. Okay. Ride with me. Forgot about ride with me. Pimp juice. Pimp juice. Okay, I remember that. Number one. I am number one. Um, tip drill. He'll probably do that. Oh yeah, he was on that nasty girl song with um, Puffy and them. 
I forgot about that. I really forgot about that. I'm trying to see what else he might have. That's enough. That's enough. So we'll see. We'll see. Bless it. So I'm excited about it. I'll be tuned in. It's tomorrow at 7 p.m. So y'all enjoy that. Hold it down. And I want y'all to enjoy the fuck out of the rest of this song. I'm not even going to cut it. I'm not even going to cut this. You need to listen to this. You need this in your life. This is the version off of the Dave Chappelle Block Party uh, soundtrack. Um, Jill Scott, Erica Badu, The Roots Crew. You got me. Hold it down. Mill Speaks. Holla.
Come on.